Shalom Bracha, this is Chazar Shir number nine, where Bisiyat Dishmai we will discuss three main topics. Number one is the obligation to hear Zimun from the Mizamin. Number two is if you partook in a Zimun, whether you're allowed to partake in another Zimun. And then number three is if you ate non kosher food accidentally or intentionally, uh, do you make a bracha rishona and do you make a bracha achrona? So let's jump right in. The Shulchan Aruch and Simakovtsa, the Gimel at the end of Sif Aleph says that if you're not able to hear the Zimun from the person who's Mizamin, for example, you're at Shabbat Shabbat Brachos, and the Baal, the person who got honored with the Zimun is the old Zayde, and you're all the way at the corner at the end table, the Allah is, it's best for you to have a breakaway uh, Zimun. If you can get away with 10, amazing. But if the host is going to get upset that you're benching with 10 people, so then you should even bench with three people. Why? Because it's better to hear Zimun from the Mizamin, than to not hear Zimun uh, at all. Uh, than to not hear Zimun at all. That's how the Shulchan Aruch Paschal, and it's better to hear Zimun from three people than to not hear Zimun at all with, uh, with 10 people. Meaning, even though once you have 10, you're not allowed to break from 10 and do a Zimun of three, but if you're not going to hear the, the person who's being the, the Mizamin, so then you do it uh, with a party of uh, a three. And Mishabura says that you can even hear just the... Just the bark shachal mishol tzvachin. You don't need to hear the bracha vazan. If you just hear the zimun, that lechora would be okay as well. So we discussed what's halacha with regards to the microphone. So we saw with previous zmanim, there's a machlokus amongst the contemporary poskim whether using a microphone is uh, it, when when someone uses a microphone, whether you're actually hearing his voice or is it just a copy of his voice. Uh, and we saw shitas lekan lekan lemaisa. It seems clear that the technology today, the way it works is, is that you're not hearing his actual voice, but rather it's, his, uh, it's a copy of his voice. And that's why when it comes to laning, Mikra Megillah, and Kriya Torah uh, and, and the like, most of the poskim seem to say that you should not, uh, you should not hear um, those things from, uh, from a microphone, from, something that, from a voice that's, that's being amplified because you're not really hearing the voice of the of the person, it's really a copy of the voice. The question is, does the same thing apply to Zimun as well? So the Shevet Levi seems to say that it does not, that would not apply to Zimun. Because what is Zimun? There's no chiv to hear it from the actual person. Zimun is a calling, a gathering, saying, okay, chavra, everyone, let's come together, let's bench. Let's bench together as a, as a Zimun. And that, I don't need to hear it directly from his voice. It's not, it's not I, I need it, it's like he's being motzi me in the Zimun. All I need to do is, I need to hear that he's gathering everyone together. And therefore, Lechora, it would work even when you use, uh, even when you use a microphone. And um, Shevet Levi, though, concludes that it's best not to to, it's best not to uh, to use a microphone if you can get someone who's uh, who's loud. But he seems to be naita that that if you're stuck, you cut. The Chuvah Sevanagas argues he quotes from Mishabura that it's mashma that when a person benches with a zimun, there's two obligations. There's your personal chiv to bench, and then there's the chiv of zimun. And the chiv of zimun only the one the person who's mizamin is being motzi the people who are there. And therefore says the Chuvah Sevanagas that it's best not to uh, that you should not use a, a microphone. That you're stuck and you need a microphone. So then you should have at least ten people that are sitting next to the person who's being mizamin. Ten men. Who are able to hear it directly from his voice without the without the amplification of the microphone itself. So that's the chiv to hear the zimun directly from the from the mizaman itself. So then we went into the second topic of the year, and that was if you partook in a zimun, are you able to partake in uh, in another zimun? So we laid uh, two ground rules. Ground rule number one was that when you have a party of three and two need a leaf, the other one needs to answer to that party of two, and he's allowed to continue eating after those two were mezamin. So two people were mezamin, and the third one could, uh, could leave. Now, halakhically, if the one wants to leave early, the other two could also, be, could also answer. Now, they don't have to, right? Halakhically, but if they want to be nice people, or the Shari Chuba says, if it's the, your Rebbe who needs to leave early, or your father that needs to, be, that needs to leave early, so halakh is that the other two should, uh, should, uh, should answer to, to the one. So let's go, so basically what we see from here is that when you have 
let's say two people that want to leave and one person that's allowed, that wants to continue, you do a zimun, everyone answers, and then the one who's continuing to eat, he's allowed to continue to eat. At what point can he start to eat? Shulchan Aruch says he can start eating right after Baruch Shechan Mishlot because that's where zimun ends. And according to the Ramah, he continues eating after the bracha of, ha, of Hazan. So that's rule number one. That's the, the ground rule number one. Ground number two that we saw is that the Shulchan Aruch says that if you have three groups of three people and in each group, two of them had to leave early and each group did a zimun, right? So two people did the zimun, meaning three people in, in each one of the three groups, there was a zimun, two from each group left and now there's one left from each group and each one that's in each different group looks at each other. We don't want to eat alone. Come, let's join together. So we join together and we eat. What's halacha? We do not do a zimun. Why? Because once we were yotzer archiv of zimun, we can no longer be mizamin another time. However, if the two left from each group without doing a zimun, for example, they have to run out for a loss of money, which is mutter. The halacha is when we come together, us three individuals, we're allowed to make a zimun even if we didn't, uh, even if we didn't. Um, eat together afterwards. But what do you see? You see that since there's a chiv of zimun that's hovering over each individual, right? The halacha is that when three people sit together, there's a chiv of zimun on each one. So these two, when they left, they had, uh, they had a tour that they were able to leave. But the last guy who's left, he still has a chiv of zimun that's hovering on his head. So if he happens to find two other people that have that chiv, which is the two other people from the two other groups, so the halacha is that uh, they could be, uh, be mezamed. So that's what it's mashma from here, what comes out from the Shulchan Aruch over here in Simen, uh, in Sif Hei, Kuftat the Gimel Sif Hei, is that, is that when a person was Yotzei's Chiv of Zimon, lechor it seems that he can't partake in Zimon a second time. And then we got into the practical cases that, uh, that arise most often. I mean, there's a lot of different variations. We didn't get into all the different variations. We listed uh, a few variations. So, and they were all in the, in the Mishabura in, in Simon Reish, Sivkat and Tas. The Mishabura over there in Simon Reish says as follows. He says, let's say you have, and this happens a lot at weddings. Let's say you're sitting at a chasna and there's two people who are eating uh, salmon with you the first course and then they need to leave right after the salmon course. And so they ask you, hey, do you mind answering for the semen? You say, sure, no problem. And they bounce and they leave. Two minutes later, another two come in and they come for the steak and they eat the steak and they washed also. And then after the steak, they turn to you and say, hey, do you mind answering us for Zimun? So says the Mishabura, you're allowed to answer for them again. Why? Even though in the previous case that we saw that when you had three groups of three, where each one was Mizamin, and there was one person left from each one. When each one of those people got together, they can no longer be Mizamin because they were each Yotra the Chiv Zimun. That's because each one was there was Yotzeh the Chiv of Zimun. But in this case, when the two new people came, so now there's no Chiv of, uh, now there's a new Chiv of Zimun that, that arised, and you who are sitting there are no worse than someone who just, uh, you know, ate some grapes or, or drank a beer, where we saw last week that you're able to be, that you're able to be, uh, you're able to be mitzvah. So that's classic case number one that happens in Chasana. Classic case number two, also in the Mishabura, that happens in Chasana, is let's say you're sitting, there's five men at your table. Two need to leave over after the salmon. So you answer for the two who leave after the salmon. The other two were schmoozing while you were doing the zimun with the salmon guys. Yeah? And then after the steak, the other two want to leave. So it says the Magan Avram, you cannot be mitzvah in their zimun. Why? Because the chiv of zimun left that table. Chiv of zimun left that table. The Mishabura quotes the Abin Ozer who argues and he says, what's the difference between two guys who leave after the salmon and then two new guys came? Or if the two guys were there at the table and they never partook in the first zimun. And therefore the Allah would be that you can answer to, to those two people as uh, to, to the two people who were there from the beginning as well, according to the, according to the Eben Ozer. But the Mishabrua quotes a, uh, another case, where there he says, even the Magan Avram agrees, he says, let's say we're at the table, we weren't 
five men. Let's say we were seven men, right? And then you answer for two of them. And then two of them leave after the salmon. And then another, right? So now it's you and then another four that, were, that, are, that are still there. Those four didn't partake in the zimun with the salmon people. So, so two of those four want to now leave. And they ask you, could you, do you mind answering? Says the Shulchan Aruch, says the Mishabur, they're Lekuliyama, you're allowed to answer to their zimun. Why? Because the chiv of zimun on those four never left. There was, they always had a chiv of zimun. In the case right before when we were just five, so when you answered to the two, so now the chiv of zimun left the table according to the Magen Avram. But if there were four that was always remaining, so then you answered, you are, you're, part, you part, you, um, you're allowed to partake in their, uh, in their zimun. And in the last case, that the Mishra Brewer writes, he says, let's say there's a group of 10 of us and we're all sitting and we're eating together and we're having a good time and six want to leave early and the four of us answer for the six but we really want to continue. The four want to continue eating. So six want to leave early. Uh, so the four that answer for the six, if they wish to make another zeman afterwards, they're allowed to. Why? Because when they answered for the other, when they answered for the other, um, for the other six, they were just answering. So like that, he can say the the bracha of Baruch Elokeinu just to, just so they can mention uh, Hashem's name. But meikratin, uh, but 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 really, the chiv of zeman never left the four because in and of themselves they have a chiv uh, of uh, of zeman. So basically, to summarize what we saw, we discussed six uh, six main cases. Case number one is if you have three people from three different groups, each group was was mizamein. Those three that come together are not allowed to do a zimun because the chiv of zimun is already gone. But if you have three people from three different groups of three, where each group no one was mezamen, they have to be uh, mezamen together. And then we discussed the, the common cases that happen at, at chasanas, where that let's say you're sitting at a table, two people leave after the salmon course, and then another two people come, Lukuliyama, you're allowed to be mitzahar in their zimun. If there's five people at the table, two leave, and then two stay for the steak, according to the Magan Avram, you can't answer to the other two that were there from the get-go. According to Evan Ozer, you could. Case number four was that, case number five is that if you have seven people that were sitting at the table, two left early, and you answer to those two, and then you want to answer to the, to the let's say, the two of the remaining four, then you're allowed to answer for them because the chiv of zimun never left from, from the four. If you have a party of 10 where six want to leave early, so then the four are allowed to partake in, in a zimun themselves uh, because there is, uh, they're allowed to partake in the zimun because the chiv of zimun never left from the remaining four, and those four just warm it starved to the six in order that they're able to say, uh, so those are the, the sigas that it's important to know of what happens when you're uh, when you are ready mizamin whether you're allowed to to double dip in the in the zimun as uh, as well. And then we saw briefly simon kufzadik dalin and simon kufzadik case. So simon kufzadik dalin, what we dis- what what we saw was that let's you have uh, a party of three and. Each one of us forget, we all bench without doing a zimun. So the Shulchan Aruch Paskins, that you can no longer be mezamin. Because what is zimun? Zimun is the calling together to be mezamin. But if everyone was mezamin, if, if everyone is the calling together to bench, but if everyone benched already, so then how could he do a zimun? But the Shulchan Aruch is mechandish, that if, let's say, one person benched, right? One person benched early, and then the other two were there. So, and the, the third person didn't leave yet, the other two couldn't be mezamin with the third one that's there. And even though he's not Yotzei's Chiv of Zimun, because he already benched, but the other two are Yotzei their Chiv of Zimun, and the Mishabu writes that this only works when all three of them ate bread. But if two ate bread, and then one ate cake, and the one who ate cake made an alamichya, so then it's not going to, uh, it's not going to work. So that's what we saw in Tzim Kuf Tzadik Dal, in Tzim Kuf Tzadik Hay, we discussed, discusses the halachos of, of whether you can even starve in two different, uh, in two different locations. Uh, and we saw Lemaisa, uh, Lemaisa, that's the sugi that we learned by, 
by, by Hilchos Beis Knesses of whether you're allowed to be mitzvah of two different people from two different locations, and that we didn't get into uh, because when it comes to benching, it's not so shy. Today, Baruch Hashem, today we have halls and wedding halls and, and uh, big rooms where everyone is able to, uh, more or less, you're able to be, uh, to be mitzvah together. So that was, uh, that's again, then the, the last thing that we got into was the, was Simen Kuftzad Gvav, and that is whether you make a bracha on food that is, uh, on food that it's uh, forbidden. So we saw the Mishnah and the Gemara that, that basically say that when a person eats food that's us, you're not going to make a bracha Rishona, and you're not I'll make a bracha achrona, and that's the Shulchan Aruch and Sif Al of Paskins. Then, when you eat food that's aser, you now make a bracha rishona or a bracha achrona, uh, whether it's an iser doraisa or it's an iser uh, derabanan. And even if you hear someone making a bracha on something that's aser, you're not allowed to uh, to answer uh, to answer amen to those. Um, to those brachos. The, the Mishabruah quote, he says, what happens if someone accidentally eats something that's asar? You ate a steak and then it found out that it was treif. So do you make a bar in fascist or not? So the Taz says that you wouldn't make a bar in fascist at the end of the, uh, after eating something that is, um, if you accidentally eat something that's not kosher, you would make a, a bar in fascist. Why? Because the whole iser to make a, that you're not allowed to make a bracha on something that's inherently asar is because it says, that it's a disgrace to Kaddish Baruch Hu, that you're making a bracha on something that he holds that it's asar. But if you accidentally ate it, right, and it's similar to someone who's eating because of where that's mutter, so then of course you should be able to, to make a, a bracha. The Aruch HaShulchan argues, and he says, no, at the end of the day, you ate something that's us, so you don't make a burn of fashos on something that is, uh, that it's us, so you don't make a bracha on something that's us. So that's when someone accidentally eats something that's us, with regards to bracha achrona, Ta says, Mishabura, according to Taz, says you make a bracha achrona, or Cholon says you do not make a, a bracha. What happens if a person is eating something because of pikuach nefesh? Let's say Rahman al in the Holocaust. Someone had to eat pig. Do you, need a, do you make a bracha on that or not? So the Beis quotes Amacho, because according to the Ramah, you do not make a bracha. And the way he infers from the Ramam, you wouldn't need to make a, you wouldn't need to make a, a bracha. And he brings the Rai, the Beis later on in Simin. Uh, in Simon Rish Dalit, he brings a raya from the rush that when it comes to Yom Kippur, if a person is eating, uh, is eating on Yom Kippur, the halacha is that he has to bench and he has to say, Yalaviyavu biyoma yom kippur mazeh, on Yom Kippur. So says the, says the Beisosi, if you see according to the rush, you're eating when it's usher to eat. Obviously, what do you do? Since it's for the sake of pikuach nefesh, right? Someone who was eating on a kippur for pikuach nefesh, you still make, a, you still bench, you make a bracha achrona, right? So when someone is eating pink, it's the same thing. He's eating pink for pikuach nefesh. What's the guy in the Holocaust? Of course, he's able to make a bracha rishona and also a bracha achrona. However, the Bach argues on this diak of the Beis Yosef, and he says, no. He says, he says, when everyone agrees that on Yom Kippur, when you're eating for pikuach nefesh, you make a bracha before and after. Why? Because you're making a bracha on food that's inherently mutter. What are you making a bracha on? On challah, on kugel, on lakshin kugel, on, on the cholent, on the apchik, whatever it is. You're eating on Yom Kippur because it's pikuach nefesh. So you make a bracha on, on food that's kosher. But to make a bracha on a pig, even if it's for pikuach nefesh, where it's mutter, right? Everyone agrees that it's not only mutter, it's a mitzvah. But you can't make a bracha on something that's inherently, uh, inherently asr. So the Bach argues, and he says when something is in intrinsically asr, then you do not make a bracha. If you're eating during a time that's asr, but you're eating kosher food, so then you are allowed to make a then you are allowed to make a, to make a bracha lemaisa. The shulchan aruch and siv based by us. He paskins alach lemaisa. If a person is eating food that's not kosher for the sake of pikuach nefesh, the lach is he makes the bracha before and he makes the bracha after. However, comes the yalkut yosef and he says Svarim today that our machmir like we saw many many times before. They're machmir for the din of uh, of of brachos lahakel right or or they're machmir for the din of losisa shemel kechel shav. So here when it comes to if there's a person needs to eat a a, a cheeseburger for pikuach nefesh uh, uh, a pig he got lost in the forest. 
and he hunts and he, and he doesn't do shrita, now he has the nevela that he needs to eat. Does he make a bracha or not? So says the al he says, since we have the opinion of the Bach, who says that it's answer to make a bracha, so if you make a bracha, that will be a bracha of atal according to him. So we say, Safak brachos lahakel, and therefore you do not make a, a bracha when you're eating something that's inherently asr. However, in the footnote, he quotes his father, Ravavadi Yosef, and he says, one second, when is it Safak? When do we say the din of Safak brachos lahakel only when it's a bracha de Rabbanan? like a bracha before. But if you just ate bread and you're full, right, you're full from eating the bread, and now you have a chiv de raisa to eat, uh, to, to make a bracha chrona, so then we won't say savak brachos lahakal, rather we'll say savak de raisa lechona. So if a person has a piece of bread that's treif, let's say it was dipped in chazer treif, in, 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 in lard, in fat, or whatever it is, uh, and now he's eating it for the sake of pikuach nefer. So the, according to Rav Vada, the bracha before you won't make, why? Because savak brachos lahakal. There's the opinion of the bach that says you don't make a bracha on something that's inherently asr. But if you ate the whole bread and now you're full, says, the, says Rav Vada, then now you would make a bracha chrona because of uh, savak brachos lahakal. So Lemaisa, just to summarize, we saw four, uh, four basic um, Four basic cases. Number one is a person intentionally eats something that's in, intrinsically usher. You don't make a bracha before and you don't make a bracha after. If you accidentally ate something and now you want to know, do you make a bracha achrona? Ta says you do make a bracha achrona. Archa Shulchan says you do not make a bracha achrona. If a person is eating non-kosher food for pikuach nafesh in the Shulchan Aruch, the Mishabur Paskin, you make a bracha. Why? Because it becomes something that's mutter. You're, it's a mitzvah to eat the pig now. So you're, it's as if you're eating something that's mutter and therefore it's, uh, it's mutter. The Al Yosef and Ravavadia, they say that you don't make a, a bracha rishona achrona on regular foods because suffix brachos and the Bach holds that when something is intrinsically usher, you don't make a, you don't make a, you don't make a bracha on it. However, if you ate bread and now you have a chiv deraisa to mention, you're full, and the bread was was not kosher, so then we'll say safik deraisa lechumra where you should uh, you should bench. If a person is eating fourth case, if a person is eating kosher food on a day that's not allowed, for example, Yom Kippur for the sake of pikuach nefes, says the the shulchan aruch, the mishabur, the yakatus. If there, everyone agrees that you would make a bracha before and you would make a bracha after. So the 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 last two things that we discussed in the shir was what happens if a person and uh, eats fruit. And let's say it's supposed to be clean from, from bugs. And then halfway through, he realized that he probably ate like five bucks, right? Or he bit through, a, through a, he eating an apple and then he realized that he ate half a worm. Right? So what's Allah? Does it make a bracha chron or not? So some might think that it depends. One second, according to the Taz, where if you eat something accidentally, you wouldn't make a bracha. But according to the Archa Shulchan, where you do an Isra accidentally, you don't make a bracha. But the Maestri, even the Archa Shulchan over here is masking that you make a bracha chron. Why? What are you making a bracha chron on? Not on the worm, not on the bugs. And the fruit that you ate. And therefore, since that's the majority, uh, it's going to be allowed. We saw in the Shulchan Arach that even when a person eats food that is inherently asr, right? Even if it's a, if it's a din derabanan, even if it's asr derabanan, you do not make, uh, you do not make a bracha on that, uh, you don't make a bracha on that, uh, on that food. So the, the Archa Shulchan is medayik from the Rambam that when is it asr to make a bracha on food that's asr derabanan? Only if it's like a strong asr derabanan, like tevel midivrein. But if it's like a weaker, Part of a weaker iser derabanan, even though it's an iser derabanan, you wouldn't make a, a bracha on it. And therefore, he says that for chalavakum or bishalakum, if a person is are eating those things, so the lach is that he would have to uh, he would have to make a bracha. So if someone is in Thailand and there's no uh, there's no milk that you know that is chalav yisrael, and uh, and you can't rely on the tshuva of Ramesha that the government enforces it over there, so uh, so the lach is really you shouldn't drink it. If you do drink it, so you do make uh, you do make a, a bor nefashos. Uh, Rabbi Kivager says the same thing will apply to dairy bread. If Shlomo Zalman was and sure with regards to um 
with regards to uh, if someone eats on, uh, on a fast day, and let's say it's Tzom Gedal, the guy's not in the mood of fasting. So he eats, should he make a bracha or not? So Rosh Hashanah wasn't sure, but it could be if it's a weaker level of Dirabanan, that you wouldn't make, uh, you would make a bracha. And Stam, as I, the Salach is very fascinating, that even though a person is, is falling, right? He's eating his thing, the Bishalakum, he's eating the Chalavakum, right? Still, the Chazal telling us, you know, don't fall too much. Like you can still, you're still able to, to, to get up and you're still able to, to save yourself and you're still able, you're able to do it half right, you know, at least do it half right. Uh, Rucham Kanevsky, he adds, he says, what happens if a person eats dairy after he ate fleshik? He forgot, he ate fleshik and then he had an ice cream and he's like, oh shoot, I'm fleshik. Do you make a bracha chron or not? So Rav Chaim Kanevsky Paskin, that you would make a, a bracha chron. First of all, you have the taz that if you did accidentally make a bracha chron. Uh, and also you have all the other shitas that say that you don't really need to wait six hours, either an hour, half an hour, the next meal, uh, and therefore you wouldn't make a, a bracha on that. Yes, you're quite